0: Hello and welcome to Series 2 of Let Me Introduce You, the Food Business Podcast, where I get to introduce you to the most amazing producers, entrepreneurs and consultants that work with me to build stronger, healthier, better versions of their food businesses. I've been building teams to work with food businesses for more than 25 years, and now I'm going to take you behind the scenes in my business to meet some of the amazing people I work with. This week I'm talking with Agnieszka or Agnes Gabriel-Domash, the MD and founder of the Polish Bakery. Agnes talks about introducing sourdough to the UK, about being so customer focused and treading a great line between very traditional products that they make and in very traditional ways, but also contemporary products that her customers are asking her for and about giving back into the community and representing small businesses in her part of London. It's a very interesting talk, and I know you're going to get a lot out of it. So without any further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Agnes. Hi, Agnes. Thank you very much for agreeing to come on the podcast very briefly and have a chat with me about, about your business and just about how you found yourself with a bakery business in the UK. And I want to hear some of your story and what you have learned across the years. And because I know you've been running the business for a long time now. And so there are a lot of things that I know other people may not know about the business or may not know about you. And also things that they can learn from how you've done things and what you've learned along the way. So how many years ago did the Polish Bakery start in the UK?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, thank you very much, Jane. It started a long, long time ago now, when I think about that, almost 20 years ago. It just started actually with an idea, and uh, the inspiration came from the fact that there was no sourdough bread on the shop shelves at that time. Just basically, a lot of our f- m- m- friends, uh, mine and my, my husband's friends, uh, They were saying, oh, we really miss the taste of uh, traditional sourdough bread. And uh, uh, my husband having the skills and the experience thought, yeah, that could be something that, you know, we can try to do. And that's how it started. It started as an idea and uh, really determination as well to start the business. And uh, (laughs) I suppose passion for something that, you know, we
0: were both starting. I know that when you started to make it, you initially were supplying into independent stores and, and places, but you also had to do a lot of work to explain to people what sourdough was because nobody knew what that was then, did they?
1: Yes, that's that's absolutely true. Uh, at at that time, you know, when I was going from shop to shop, trying to present the product and uh, explain what it was uh no one really knew what sourdough was and what sourdough bread uh, tastes like and what what it actually is so uh, i uh, <laughs> explained quite uh, a lot of details about uh, you know the way it is made and uh, how good it is for your digestive system how gentle it can be as well and uh, obviously they they were able to try uh, the bread and they could see that it it was uh, very different from uh, traditional white loaf after so i can I, I think i can say that in a way it was the uh, very early education of uh, you know what sourdough is in the uk
0: <laughs> and and that's so true isn't it and now you know sourdough is a word that is often wrongly used now for things that have been made by other processes and things but also now particularly in the last couple of years, the whole fermented food and people wanting things that have fermented and kefir and so many other things have come into our diet and awareness now that we didn't know about.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, uh, absolutely. That's, uh, uh, you know, a thing nowadays to find a sourdough uh, loaf in the shop. However, obviously, you know, All types of uh, sourdough bread can differ simply because, you know, the sourdough is made uh, according to various recipes as well. And uh, that's what uh, we at the Polish bakery have as well, a unique sourdough uh, batch uh, that uh, was uh, created many many years ago by uh, my husband uh, back in Poland and that was brought into the UK in a special thermos flask and uh, that's the very beginning of it.
0: It's wonderful isn't it?
1: Yeah it it is amazing when you think about that and uh, you know that is the element that is in every single loaf uh, that we produce uh, at the moment it is a very high quality uh, product we don't use any additives or preservatives and uh, you know the bread is a natural product as i said it's it's good for your digestive uh, system you know i think we still need to explain what exactly it is it's very important to make people aware why it is different and what's so good about it it is more popular now, which helps a lot, uh, because before, you know, very often the the word sourdough was just omitted, it was just about the the high quality of the product and the fact that a lot of our customers were uh, looking for our bread and, uh, you know, that also led to the, you know, the customer demand also led to the the shops coming to us for more and more but uh, I, I strongly believe that it's important to explain what sourdough is even now, uh, because not everyone knows. They know the word, but not everyone knows. But
0: they don't understand exactly what, what that means. And one of the things that I love about your business is you've scaled up, you've become a lot busier, but the way that you make bread has not changed. What you've done to help yourself meet that demand is that you have mechanized other bits of the system. So, you know, your packing and and things like that are automated, but the process of the sourdough is exactly the same as when you first started when there were only two or three employees. And so it is still a real craft product, but unlike a lot of other people that make that way because you've scaled up ovens and those sorts of things and invested in some very clever ovens and conveyors and things like that, you can make it in volume, but you haven't altered how you make the bread itself or the amount of time you allow it to, to prove for and to stand for, And which I think is great because I think that's where there is a danger that when you got bigger, you changed how you were doing that and you might have lost some of what people love about your bread. Yes,
1: yeah, that's that's absolutely true. It's very important, you know, with sourdough bread to have uh, time on your hands, to have patience and love for what you do. Otherwise, you know, the bread will not uh, be as good as it's supposed to be. So, uh, yeah. uh, you know, the, the basic uh, element is to have the production methods.
0: And skilled bakers.
1: Yeah, skilled bakers as well. But the methods, you know, the same as many, many years ago, uh, and that requires patience. That requires, you know, the the the, the longer fen- fermentation processes as well. You know, it's baked on stone, really. So yes. uh, that way you get better quality, uh, proper quality of of sourdough bread as well. That's that's extremely important to keep the methods the same. Otherwise, the bread will not be the same. So that's that's no. true. You can combine, you know, the tradition with uh, some contemporary. Methods, but uh, the basics needs to stay, and that's uh, unique. I think.
0: Uh, I, I think I think you're right, and that's and so you, the story has been that you began to make bread initially, and were supplying independent stores, and gradually you got approached by bigger retailers, and then your product became available across all the retailers, and and I think that's great too, because it's good for all of us. And and obviously, that was also part of what was behind, you know, how the business has developed for you. But as well as bread, you have a number of other products. One of the things that I always associate with you is donuts, all the different flavored donuts and shapes of donuts and things. And the traditions around Easter and donuts for Eastern European people, particularly can you tell us a little bit about that because I think that's also something that other people might not be familiar with?
1: Yes, <laughs> no problem Jane. So, uh, uh yes, yeah, starting from your first point, yes, that's that's true. Uh, we originally started supplying just the uh, sele- some selection of uh Independent uh, shops, and then uh, because you know people really love the product, it it is unique, and they there was this customer demand. So we got a phone call, you know, one day, which I was shocked about uh, from uh, one of the major retailers uh, in this country, and uh, they asked us to supply them with uh, our bread because they have a lot of customers who are looking for our product, and that's how it started. Then other. Supermarkets came on board as well, Uh, but we still continue supplying uh, our local shops and, uh, uh, you know, smaller retailers. We are very happy with them uh, as well. And uh, with time, uh, we have expanded the range uh, also, uh, you know, focusing on a traditional side of the business. We have expanded the range uh, to some cakes. Uh, traditional cakes and some donuts as well <laughs> that you mentioned. Yeah, we love the donuts. Uh, absolutely, they are uh, you know typically Polish donuts with uh, plum marmalade.
0: I was going to say lovely plum centers in them, and yeah. yeah.
1: you have some other fillings as well. Some uh, with custard, with baked cheese, as well uh, soft cheese, sweet, uh, not not savory you get Vienna style uh, donuts uh, which i i know you love as well they're yes
0: they're the very light ones too almost like shoe pastry yeah yes
1: yeah so uh, yeah that that selection uh, our customers absolutely love there is a sweet cheese bun as well which is very very popular very with uh, everyone all our customers love it uh, this is a snack you know that you can have either for lunch or you can have it uh, with your tea in the afternoon it, it's 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 really lovely kids love it and adults love it as well. So uh, the selection has grown over the years. And uh, obviously now uh, as well, we look at uh, the range that we have uh, to make sure that it is, uh, uh, you know, good for our, our customers. And, uh, you know, they, they, they like some changes from time to time. But there there are certain products that are the core products and they need to stay in the range no matter what, like the donuts, for example. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And and at Easter time, and in, in fact, at the beginning of Lent, people will come specifically to buy donuts. Now, can you explain what the um, the story is there? Why why are people wanting donuts so much at that time of year?
1: In Polish tradition, there is uh, Donut Day. It's similar to Pancake Day. It's uh, normally on uh, Thursday, last Thursday before the Lent starts, and that day. The tradition says that the more donuts you eat, the better year is ahead of you, the more prosperous year is ahead of you. So uh, uh, you can imagine people eating even 10 donuts on that day I've never done that myself I've managed (laughs) three that's the maximum but uh, yeah there are people who can uh, manage 10 donuts
0: and so it's not unusual at stores for you to get calls on that day from people because they've run out and they need more or for you to have people queuing at the bakery to buy them
1: yeah, uh, yeah, everything can happen on that day. We always get a queue of people apart from the regular orders. But also, you know, some time ago we got a, a courier who came from uh, Cornwall. You know, he, he said that uh, there are some Polish ladies in the office uh, where he works. And uh, they asked him to deliver some donuts because, you know, on that day they just need to have at least one donut to make sure that they have a good year. So imagine, a good you know, year. He came from Cornwall uh, up to London, <laughs> up to London to get the donuts and went back with the donuts. So, uh, you know, that just shows uh, how strong that tradition is. And I think every year uh, since we started, we can see that the tradition is uh, expanding. And now, uh, now now even not only Polish uh, people no. uh, have the donut, but, uh, you know, English people as well.
0: And I think that's lovely too, that, that things that are traditional to you, A, that they stay within your range, but also that other people hear about them and join in. Because, you know, certainly in... In London, where we are, there are so many different nationalities of people that I think it's lovely when these things all merge with each other and everybody, you know, honours everybody else's important days and things too. So that's great. We've talked a little bit there about, you know, traditional products. And I know that there are lots of lovely poppy seed products and things, again, which are very traditional or very much associated with your culture. And so people would immediately see those products would would know where they were from. And I love some of those things too, because the filling in some of the poppy seed cakes is almost like a marzipan, almost like an almond paste with poppy seeds all the way through it. It's a very rich, beautiful thing. But as well as those traditional things, your business has, as, as many have, listened to customers and you've moved also into making gluten-free products which wouldn't necessarily have become but you have a, a complete gluten-free facility which is celiac society approved how did that come about how did you begin to notice that that your customers were looking for gluten-free products too
1: yeah some uh, that was a few years ago already basically our we've got a very loyal range of customers and uh Our customers uh, uh, rely on uh, the quality of of, of products that we bake. And uh, some, well, there was a moment that more and more people were coming to us with a question Do you actually bake uh, gluten free bread? And at that time we said, No, unfortunately we don't. But after some time, you know, there were more and more people asking for that. And they uh, have kids and uh, suddenly they found out that, you know, they are celiac and uh, because for years they've been buying our bread and they know the quality is uh, you know great quality, high quality and they really want a good quality gluten-free bread as well for their kids. So that again uh, you know it was a customer demand and we thought okay, so uh, let's let's do that. And, uh, yeah, that was uh, a a bigger project. We started uh, working on it and uh, eventually we opened a separate site where that is, as you said, uh, Celiac Society approved. And we launched a gluten-free range. So at the moment in the range, we have uh, six uh, different types of uh, gluten-free bread, which is extremely uh, popular. You know, the other day I had a a comment (laughs) that came through via email uh, from a customer who said, for years I've been living next to a major bakery operation and uh, the smell of the freshly baked bread was killing me every morning, but I was not allowed to eat the bread. And now I have your bread, which is gluten-free and tastes exactly like uh, traditional well just regular bread so, absolutely uh, um you know when you hear something like that that really motivates you as a baker you know that's that's really something that makes you happy and you really want to do more for those people that's that's you know
0: it, it is it, the, the gluten free range i mean i love all of your products but the gluten free range is exceptional because a lot of that gluten free bread is very light and very airy and and doesn't have as much texture to it. So you don't get the same feeling from eating it. Although if you couldn't eat anything, it's just great to have something. I understand that. But I mean, I know I have gone away for a weekend with a group of friends and been catering for them and taken your gluten-free bread with me. And everybody was eating it when I had it, it for somebody specific. And then I had other bread that other people I thought would want everyone was eating it. And it was only on the Sunday when one of the ladies said, let me see the packaging for that so that I can look for that bread that she said, golly, this is gluten free. She'd been eating it for three days without realizing. And to me, that's the mark of a really good gluten free loaf. Everybody should be able to eat it. And, you know, and then you're not having to do one loaf for some of the family and one loaf for somebody else. And I know when I, I'm among people who have intolerances or allergies that they say that very often people say, well, we bought this for you and it's only for you. So you might as well take the rest of it home because we wouldn't eat it as if it's something really strange. And I think it's great that that you have a range that is so good that people are eating it without even perhaps realizing that that's what they're eating. And to me, that's perfect because then it's, it's good for everybody and 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 easy for families and things to to have one loaf and and not have to worry about having different variants and things so it's phenomenal that you've done it and great that it has become such a big part of your offer as well
1: the needs of our customers, that's that's the priority. And, uh, you know, we, tr- we, we treat our customers as a family and I don't have any issues with, uh, you know, my kids eating the products that we bake because, you know, one of the values that uh, we've always shared within the business is, you know, the highest quality of the ingredients of the products uh, that uh, we, we make. And uh, gluten-free is a part of that. And, you know, Absolutely. I'm always happy to hear that, you know, people can share a loaf uh over a table and they don't need to have two separate or three separate products uh, but yeah can have a loaf uh, you know
0: that everybody can they're... eat and i think i think i think too with children that's really important that they don't feel that they're different or being marginalized and things so you know if all of their friends come over and they can all share something then i think i think kids love that too growing up you didn't um train it for bakery what what did what did what were your plans initially what did you study and and what were you thinking you were going to do
1: Uh, oh wow that's (laughs)
0: that's a good
1: question yeah um yeah, definitely, you know, I, I never had any plans to be involved in a food business when I was a teenager or, uh, you know, at the university. I graduated uh, with an MA from London Med um, and I was supposed to be an English language teacher, really. And in fact, I was teaching at London Med uh, some English grammar to, to foreign uh, Japanese students. Uh, for a while uh, but then you know I kind of had to make up my mind uh, whether you know I was doing both you know helping with the business and doing this but uh, yeah you know it's it's our own business so uh, you know we put uh, everything into into that and uh, we really wanted to make sure that you know everything works out and yeah uh, you know, I kind of changed the (laughs) career path and uh, from uh, English language teacher, I I started to learn um, the tricks and uh, the skills of uh, running a
0: business. Which is a huge range of skills too, isn't it? I think, you know, people often don't understand that even if you're not doing everything, you certainly initially you. start up you are doing everything and i know you were doing deliveries you were oh, helping yeah. in the bakery you were you know and then and then in the evening you're looking at the next day's orders and doing all of that so you have an understanding of absolutely everything which is great because it means going forward as the business grows and other people do things you still have a really good understanding of what you're asking them to do who would you say who has influenced the way you run the business who who have you learned from where your parents were they running business before did you see things at home or did you learn from jobs you did before you before you started the bakery how do, how has your style developed do you think
1: you know i don't really have any specific person or one person only that influenced me in terms of the business it would definitely be a a big role my dad would play because he has always uh, run a business uh, as well makes crystal chandeliers uh, that's the
0: most amazing (laughs) thing to be doing isn't it it's not not many people would have had that experience and and some really very specialist experience too
1: That's true, Uh, that's very unique and I wouldn't know how to design a chandelier uh, like, you know, he uh, designs, uh, so uh, I really admire that. But then uh, uh, my husband as well, on the other side, you know, he has uh, a lot of experience and a lot of skill and you can see the passion coming through as well. So that uh, has always been a big motivation and, uh, uh, you know, a pleasure really to share that passion for the business Uh, but over the years you know it's been you know various people that uh, we both have met uh, on our paths that uh, you know they have made some difference they have made some even small but still influence uh, on the way we, we run the business and also you know the things that happen all the way through the business have grown organically really, you know, yes. coming from the demand uh, from customers. Uh, and, uh, uh, we have just tried to meet the demand and we've tried, you know, to do our best, uh, to, 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 to kind of, uh, well, we've always, uh, done everything we could to, to maintain the values within the business that we both share and we wanted the business to share as well. So, uh, um, you know, all the things that happened all the way, you know, the nice things, the successes and also the, the difficult bits. Uh, you know, that have been hurdles. And, you know, I suppose every business has some successes and hurdles as well. Uh, yes, I, I definitely. That, that has created us in a way and the way we manage uh, the business.
0: And how many staff now or how, how many people does the business employ? Because it's more than a hundred.
1: It's uh, just over a hundred, yeah. So, uh, which is incredible. One uh, person that was my husband and me doing the admin and and so, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's
0: and now there are a hundred of you. Yes, the yeah. other thing that I think is great too is that your husband absolutely knows that he loves developing new products and and that side of things, and and to be in the bakery and and he's very happy on that side. And he loves that you are the front face, and and that you have to do with the customer side of things, and and that side of things. And I think it's great that that it is so clear what both of you love, because that works very well too. You're both doing different parts of it. So,
1: yeah, uh, absolutely, it is a family business. We've always considered that as a family business. Even my my sons the you know my twin boys they have uh, taken part in some marketing campaigns you know uh, since they were little <laughs> so uh, you know we we spend a lot of time uh, running the business and in a way it's our our life and it's our baby as well uh, and you know we want to see the success of, of uh, that as much as we can and uh, that's why you know it's important for us to, even if it means you know working very very hard, it's important for us to uh, make sure every everything is done uh, as it should and uh, see you know the the happy customer at the end of it.
0: Well, and it's your name behind it, and so that that's very much that's why it's so important to you, isn't it? Well, if you look back now at twenty years in business, nearly. What amazes you that you do? What did you never see yourself doing that you're doing now? Is there something that that um, you think, golly, I would never have believed I would do that? Or,
1: Well, generally speaking, you know, it is uh, the whole fact of running a business, because as I said, you know, when I was uh, doing my university, it wasn't a plan uh, to, no. to run a business. But as you can see, you know, life uh, is life and everything can happen. In your life, so it's important just to be open-minded and you know flexible and uh, learn as you go, <laughs> learn along the yep. way. Be motivated to try to find uh, you know uh, the knowledge uh, you know outside of the university when you are out. You know you you, you go into the grown-up world and
0: uh, and keep learning,
1: keep learning exactly. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose you know the, it, it's always. Uh, good to have to be open-minded and uh, flexible in a way but highly motivated otherwise you know without the motivation I don't think uh, anything can can happen (laughs) good.
0: Uh. I would agree also outside of the business I know that you have taken a place on the board of your local council business group to help them understand what business owners need in, in your area and to be the voice for for businesses and in fact you have chaired that group now as well which I think is great because you are a big business now in small business terms and I think it's really good that you've been prepared to give some of your time back to helping in the community in that way
1: yeah uh, yes that's true I <laughs> guess uh... Now, because of the pandemics, you know things are on hold. But yeah, I was uh, brand uh, council business uh, business chair for a while, and um, yeah, we when we met, you know, we were discussing, you know, the issues uh, and uh, you know some solutions for the local businesses, uh, and that included small businesses and uh, you know um, uh, larger corporations as well. But it was important for me that uh, you know I was able to represent the smaller businesses because I think it's very important to uh, have the voice and especially in Park Royal uh, where a lot yes. of businesses are the small you know just individuals running the business and uh, it's important that you know they are
0: noticed. Uh,
1: And and
0: get a a fair share of the support or the voice behind things. So yeah, I think it's great. So I'm very happy
1: that I was able to to do that. And uh, let's see what happens in
0: the future. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's very good. Now, you also have uh, another brand, the Grad's brand of products which contain sometimes the ancient grains things like amaranth or or in other cases healthy ingredients additional ingredients that you have added in like spirulina and pumpkin and things so you launched the grads brand a couple of years ago with a number of healthy ingredients and different ingredients, um, introducing some things that were maybe a little bit less traditional for your brand and a bit more contemporary. And um, I was delighted that we were able to work with you on that initially. And one of the best things that I can remember is that we launched And maybe two weeks later, we had entered some food awards, as you do. Um, We entered the World Bread Awards. And not only did you win the category, but you won best overall product, um, literally weeks after you had launched, which was an incredible endorsement to something that was really kind of stepping, again, stepping out of your comfort zone, doing something a little bit different for the business, can you tell us a little bit more about that range and, and what you've added to it since and, and how that fits? How that
1: sure, yes. Uh, thank you very much, Jane, for mentioning that and thank you for your help with uh, the project. That's uh, great. But um, the, again, you know, uh, I think, as you mentioned, my husband really loves uh, M- NPD projects and that was one of the NPD projects, really apart from uh, the traditional side of the business and uh, the traditional methods that we have always used we thought that it would be great to do something slightly different without forgetting the uh, you know traditional methods but adding something more contemporary and uh, we weren't quite sure how to play around that but one one day we were visiting uh, my great-grandparents' great house, and uh, actually did the, the loft in the house, and uh, we found a small booklet uh, or a part of a booklet with the recipes that my great-great-grandfather and grandmother baked. Uh, and then, you know, I realized that, uh, in fact, there is uh, some baking in my blood, probably, because... <laughs> Bread baking in my blood because my great great grandparents uh, they used to have a small bakery in 1889, I think it was so many many years ago, and uh, you know that kind of put the last uh, piece of uh, puzzle, let's say, and uh, uh, we thought, okay, let's let's uh, do something slightly different to what we normally do, and we started grads, which comes from uh, the surnames and our names: G for Gabriel, R for Romuald, my husband's name, A for Agnes or Agnieszka, D uh, for Damaz, and Z for Damaz. So we thought <laughs> grads. Which you know makes sense. Yes, <laughs> the the values behind grats. Uh, uh, you know the traditional methods, prolonged pre- fermentation process. Uh, again, a lot of patience and uh, love that we put and in skill and skill. Definitely, that's uh, something that we we shouldn't forget, because without that, nothing works. It is the sourdough uh, bread, with. A contemporary flavor added to the sourdough bread. So, for example, the bread that you mentioned was spirulina and pumpkin seed bread that won us the the World Bread Award. That was amazing. You know, I still remember the feeling when uh, it was announced (laughs) because I didn't expect that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But yeah, that's uh, one of the values behind the grads is that, you know, we add. Ingredient that uh, brings some health benefits, and also is not an ingredient that you would necessarily think could go into a loaf of bread. I don't think anyone actually makes uh, anyone else makes uh, spirulina and pumpkin seed bread,
0: and and with such a high percentage of spirulina in it too. I mean, a really fine balance between making sure there's enough in there that it actually adds benefits to people. But balancing always that with the flavor and so the toasted pumpkin seeds on the outside and on the inside, you know, just balance that flavor because spirulina sometimes can taste a little bit uh, vegetal, fishy, you know. So there is a you need but also making sure you have enough in there to actually make it count for something.
1: Yes, yeah, that's true. The the, the baked uh, pumpkin seed definitely gives the balance and, uh, uh, you know, makes the product even more attractive, I would say. But it, it's definitely worth trying because it's difficult to describe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, um, uh, some some other uh, products in the range, they include the ancient grains uh, bread, uh, amaranth bread, which is very light, very nice uh, when you toast it. From new additions, we have uh, a bread that has won us a Great Taste Award. It's a sourdough loaf with uh, beetroot and uh, uh, black cumin. cumin. So, uh, Mm. it's a lovely combination and uh, believe me, I don't really need anything else. Just a little bit of butter on top or some olive yes. oil, and that, 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 that's it. You don't need
0: It's to. a beautiful loaf, that <laughs> one, and very moist as well. And yeah, it's And really the color of it one. is
1: also interesting. Yes. You know, you get the green spirulina bread, but now with the beetroot, you actually get the red pieces of
0: beetroot yes. inside. It. And,
1: uh, uh, it, 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 it's really attractive, even from the visual side. Yeah, and th- there is a product that we will be launching this autumn as well. That is something that uh, works with the immunity system, let's say, uh, just Brilliant. to make us a little bit uh, stronger for the autumn and winter time. So, uh, perfect. <laughs> you will know soon.
0: <laughs> That's good. No, that sounds good. I know that there are always, you know, the what's next. There's always something new coming because of the way that, that you both love to. Move on, and and also you have great relationships with your customers. You're very lucky because you've never lost that connection to your immediate customers. You know, you hear from them; they engage with you; they really value your brand, so they communicate with you, which is hugely helpful. For yes, you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We are in touch with our customers, and uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, we really appreciate our smaller retailers and, uh, you know, delicatessen that we visit uh, almost every day. So, yeah, the the customer base is very important for us uh, and the loyalty of the customers, it's very important. We are very grateful for their loyalty. So uh, thank you very much.
0: (laughs) That's good. Um, I know that you love your food. So what have you eaten recently? that that you've loved that was new now it might be something you ate at home it might be something you ate out I know you've been lucky enough to to get away for a few days as well over the summer so is there something you've eaten recently that motivated you to to think differently or or that 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 you've just really enjoyed what what have you eaten that's excited you
1: oh wow (laughs) that's that's unexpected question Uh, Yeah, generally speaking, I love, you know, experimenting with with trying different uh, flavors and and tastes from all around the world. You know, I I haven't really had a chance to try something very, very different recently because of the, you know, situations we are all in. So, you know, it's mainly eating at home, not eating out. But I suppose, you know, we all try to go back to the flavours that you remember from your childhood and uh, remember from your younger age. And, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, always brings memories and uh, I was lucky enough to to have uh, some of the delicacies, let's say, uh, (laughs) you know, that I remember from my childhood. Yes. Um, uh, For example, you know, in uh, Poland we have, pierogi uh, which is samplings yes, dumplings. yes. Uh, but the the feeling that uh, you know i i am not able to get very often is the uh, blueberries uh, but the wild blueberries uh, <sighs> mm. not, not the uh, you know the, the big blueberries not the, the
0: supermarket in, ones yeah
1: supermarket but the, the, they are uh, really purple inside and you can yes. get them in in the woods <laughs> so so i managed to have a cup of uh, of those um, yeah and uh, yeah that, that definitely brought memories from my childhood
0: that's that's a great thing if you can sum yourself up in three words what three words would you use about yourself or do other people use to describe you
1: I think uh, I, I am motivated and uh, I am a loving mum yes <laughs> and yeah uh, you know, I like looking after the
0: business,
1: the family. So, you know, it's not
0: exactly through. Caring. Yeah, caring. No, it's <laughs> true. And I, and I, because of what I know of you, I can say that they are all very much like you. I think you are very motivated. And I mean, you said loving about your family and things, but I would also say passionate about everything you do. You know, you really get involved in it. And then you are very caring You're always, you know, looking after other people and looking out for other people. So that's wonderful. I've really enjoyed having a chat with you this morning. And and thank you very much for doing that. I know that other people will enjoy listening to it. And we'll discover more about your business because of that. Because I think one of the other things about you is that as a family business, you know, you do a lot to promote your products and things, but you also just very quietly get on with what you do and you build your business. And, you know, I think because of that, a lot of people locally who've known your name for a while don't always realize just exactly how much your business has grown. So it's always lovely to hear a little bit more from behind the scenes of a business. So thank you for joining us this morning.
1: Thank you very much, Jane. It was a pleasure and uh, really great fun. as well. Thank you.
0: Good, good. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening to Let Me Introduce You, the weekly food business podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe in Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to pick up your podcasts to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Leave a comment to let me know what you've enjoyed. You can get us on Instagram, Facebook or on Twitter at Jane Milton Food. If you found it helpful, we'd love you to tell other food businesses about the podcast too. I look forward to seeing you next time.